Every three seconds, there's a new victim of identity theft. A criminal could be applying for loans in your name or even selling your personal info on the dark web. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock monitors your info and alerts you to potential identity threats. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but with LifeLock, it's easy to help protect yourself. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Blog Talk Radio.
thank you once again for tuning in to Destiny Talk. And we're going to open up with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you right now for this day. We thank you right now, O God, for your Holy Spirit, leading, guiding, and directing us into all truth and righteousness. Father, we thank you right now for speaking to us, for communicating with us, for letting your will be made known in our lives. We thank you right now, O God, for speaking to us even on today. Father, as we open our hearts, our minds, to receive what you have for us today, O God, let your word saturate us, O God. Let your word get inside of us, O God, that we may be focused on your desires, that we may be focused, committed, and consecrated, O God, unto you. Lord, that we will show our love towards the word of God and living the life that you have for us, O God. Father, we thank you right now for salvation. We thank you, God, for those who are listening, O God, that will be saved under the word of God today. For, God, we know that those that believe they will be saved and even their household can be saved, O God, that they confess their sins before you, O God, that you will save them, God, and lead and guide them throughout their walk with you, God. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Today we're discussing hearing God. He's calling us to a true commitment with him. He's calling us to recognize his voice, to understand his communication, to understand his dialect. He's asking us to come into his presence, to come into his domain and begin to to, to communicate with him, begin to be in his presence in peace and We ask ourselves, how do we do that? How do I know it's God talking to me? How do I know it's not just me talking or listening to myself give an answer? Well, we have to understand that God is ready, willing, and able to communicate with us. He said he was sending us the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, to lead God and direct us into all truth. Now, as we begin to grow in God, we begin to be more familiar with his voice. We begin to communicate with him on a different level as we begin to grow in him. So we start on the milk and we continue to grow, but we grow through communication. We grow through spending time with him. We we grow through beginning to pray and fast and read his word. So... The Spirit of God is constantly speaking to us, constantly directing us, but we have so many other things in life that distracts what he's saying. So when we say, I can't hear him, he's not answering me, I don't understand why is everyone else getting an answer from God but me. God is answering you. You just have to get in a place to listen to him. We cannot hear God with our natural ears. We're trying to hear a spiritual being in a natural realm. But we have to put time aside to hear our spiritual father in a spiritual realm because that's where he communicates with us. He searches our heart in the spirit realm. He speaks to us in the spirit realm. 
So guess what? We have to go into the spirit realm to speak to him. So we sit and we, we take that time of worship and prayer to hear what God has to say. And at some point during that personal time, we have to be quiet. We have to be able to receive from God. He may direct us to a scripture, to a song, but he is going to answer in a dream, but he is going to answer you. And it will be a quiet answer. We're looking for a big roar, but listen for that small, still voice. The Holy Spirit wants to teach us how to listen. He's there to guide us and direct us and to teach us. And he's giving us scripture. He's given us the word of God that says, look, this is how to communicate with your Lord and Savior. This is how to hear from heaven. And it's by being quiet. It's by getting before God when all the confusion is going on. And the best time is when you don't have an answer yet. Don't look for the answer in the natural but seek God in the spiritual and say, God, I need to hear from you. I know my answer. I know what I would do. And I've had several people to tell me what they would do. But now I've not heard from on high. God, what would you do in this situation? Tell me what I should do and you go down in prayer and you speak in your holy language and you begin to get quiet before the Lord. Whatever music you listen to during your worship time, and then you begin to get quiet before the Lord and say, answer. And he will begin to direct you to different scriptures. He will begin to speak to your heart. He will begin to direct you. But you have to listen with your heart and not with your head. Because if you're listening with your head, then the, the, the devil can come in and begin to speak. And then you're completely confused because you're, you're thinking that you're hearing a lot of stuff. But God speaks to our heart. And he'll give you that peace that this is your answer. He won't pressure you into your answer. He won't make you feel uncomfortable about your answer. But he will give you that peace to know this is what I'm saying that you need to do. And we perfect our communication with God through the Holy Spirit. That is how we began to recognize the voice of God. We have to do it constantly. It's like going to school for a particular trade or profession. You do it constantly. You do it repetitiously. You do it until you get it. So you have to communicate with God until you get it. Okay, now I understand how this thing works with God. Now I understand that I shouldn't just come to him when I have a problem, but that I need to speak to him no matter what, even if it's just to say, God, I thank you for today. God, I thank you for life today. I thank you, God. But you can hear him respond to just that, those words that you've spoken and then when you finally you get into a trial, you get into a situation that you don't have an answer, you know his voice when you're talking to him. You know his voice no matter what now because you perfected it through the Holy Spirit. 
and he will guide you into all truth and righteousness. When God says that I will never leave you nor forsake you, he really means that. I will not leave you as long as you're communicating and listening to my guidance. I will not never leave you nor forsake you as long as you are in the word reading and learning of me. We know that John tells us in 10, my sheep hear my voice and they know and follow me. So that lets us know right there that we are guaranteed and supposed to hear the voice of God. It should not be a mystery to know the voice of God. But he's saying, my sheep, the ones that follow me with their heart, I will direct them because they know my voice. They know when I'm not telling them what to do. They know when their head is speaking to them. They know when their friends are speaking to them. But they know when I'm speaking as well because they know my voice. And no one else, they will follow because they know I will never leave them nor forsake them. They know that I will never guide them into trouble. So we have to begin to perfect our hearing, the voice of God, through the Holy Spirit. And we do that through our holy language. We get in there and we we get into our personal prayer time and we begin to worship God. We begin to thank him. We begin to praise him. And we begin to read the word of God for the day. And we begin to ask God, what is in this day that I need to do for you? What is in this day that I need to hear from you? Something just that simple and you'll hear the voice of God speaking to you. And then you can go in your day with confidence that you've talked to God today. And if he speaks to you throughout the day, you'll know his voice because there will be a peace that comes over you. And then you don't have to stand there and say, I should have done that. Or some people say, something told me to do that. You don't have to call him something. Because you'll be able to say, I heard the voice of God speak to me in my spirit, man, and tell me this is what I need to do. Your spirit, man, is constantly communicating with God. And it will be a faint sound if you don't have the communication built up. And as it gets stronger, as you build it up, you will be more confident that what you hear is God because you talk to him every day. What you're doing is building a relationship with God. And even in our natural life, when we build a relationship, a true relationship, and somebody comes and they tell you a friend of yours said something, you can say, no, I know that person. And as far as I know, That would not be. And God wants us to be just as confident with him that when something is said to you, you can say, but I know that God spoke to me because I talk to him every day. When those voices come, even during your prayer time, those voices will come and try to cloud the voice of God. But that's your progression that you're using to get a stronger voice of God. 
So when you begin to kneel down and pray and you got all these other distractions mentally going on in your head, shut it down. How do you shut it down? Begin to meditate on the word of God. Begin to meditate and just say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. And keep those thoughts in your mind the whole time. Get a scrab of scripture and begin to just repeat it and repeat it until it gets into your spirit. And then all the other thoughts are now knocked out. So now all you have is the spirit of God that's growing inside of you in every worship and in every personal experience you have with him. Shut those voices down in your head as they come against the word of God. Because if it's not in the word of God, we should not be doing it. If it's not led by the word of God, because that is your foundation. God speaks to us through his word. You know, if you ever sat in church and you heard the preacher preaching and you say, wow, it sounds like he's speaking to me. That's the word of God speaking to the spirit man inside of you, telling you and directing you on what God is saying would be your next move. It's not by coincidence. You asked him for direction, and he's giving you that direction because he knows when you go into prayer time, you may be a little bit distracted. You may have a faint voice of God at this point, but with the perfecting through the Holy Spirit, that voice can become stronger and stronger and stronger. Until you know that voice. And every time you go down in prayer, God is excited to talk to you. God is excited to hear from you. So when you feel discouraged and you feel like he's not answering, and God, what's taking you so long, understand the process. He will tell you that there's a process. He won't just leave you out there hanging and saying, I'm not going to answer you. But there is a process. But God wants to speak to us. And when we go down in prayer, we have to understand what's our motive. Are we trying to sell our opinions and ideas and projects to God? Or are we going down in prayer, emptying ourselves and saying, thy will be done? Because if it's our motive and we've asked God to bless it, that's not how it works. Because your motives and your, your ideas and your projects have to line up with the word of God in order for them to be blessed. Because everything you do pertains to your destiny. And if it is outside of your destiny, then how can you ask God to bless it when it has nothing to do with his plan? So when the blessing doesn't come, then we need to go back and say, well, God, was this even your idea or was it mine? But we can avoid all of that by asking the first time when we go in prayer, God, this is what I'm thinking about doing. Is this a part of your plan? Reveal your plan to me, God, because what you want me to do will prosper. What I want to do will fail if it's not according to your will, God. So speak to me, God, and tell me what it is you want me to do. Empty yourself so that you can hear the voice of God. Understand your motive before you even start your prayer. 
Am I asking God to bless something before I even ask if it's his will? Because if that's the case, I need to start from the beginning. If there's confusion when you go down in prayer, then you know not to ask any questions, but God, what is your will? Because you're already confused. So if you're confused, that means you're going to be blabbering a lot because you really don't know what to do. So at this point, you just go down and say, God, I'm looking for a job. What's your will? God, I need finances. What's your will? And that way you are directed right the first time. God speaks in so many ways. He speaks through dreams. He gives us peace when he answers us. But one thing he told us in Psalms 119, he said that his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. That means when he directs us, there's no darkness. That means when he directs us, there's an understanding between the two of us in our spirit man that we're connecting. You know how you feel good when you do something and you knew it was God's will and it actually worked out? That's what he wants for us all the time. That no matter what is going on around you, no matter what the confusion is around you, stay focused on what I've told you to do. Hear my voice, not the voice of those around you. Hear me leading and guiding you. And we're saying, God, send me. I'll go. Where are you going? What are you going to do? You can't go without direction. You can't go without prayer and fasting. So before you say, God, send me, I'll go, where are you going? God, where am I going? What am I doing? Because we know that when he called those to to ministry or he called those to work for him, he called them and explained to them exactly what they'll be doing because they had a solid foundation before the Lord, and they stood firm in what God told them to do. So before he sends us, He has to strengthen us. We have to know his voice because if we go out there and we don't know his voice, then we're going to fall down because we're more excited about the project than the voice of God. We're more excited about what's going on than our foundation. We don't want to lose our foundation when he says go. We don't want to lose our hearing when he says this is the direction you need to go because he'll bless us so well that we'll get confused, we'll get excited, and we'll lose sight. Then we come back crying and repenting, saying, I should have done it another way. But if we listen to him daily, so when he says go, our foundation, first of all, is ready to go. Our processes have been completed that he needed us to complete. He's refined us in the fire. He's purged us with his blood, and he gave us knowledge of his Holy Spirit and strengthened us to where we are able to fight the wiles of the devil. So now, no matter what is out there, we know our foundation is sure. So when we begin to look at the prophets and we begin to look at the people, the disciples in the Bible, and we see the consistency in what they did, the foundation was sure. The word of God was strong, and they listened to the Holy Spirit which means they had a relationship with God. In 2 Timothy, he says, Be diligent to present yourselves approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That is your foundation. 
So when you see false teachers, you'll know them. When you hear something that's contrary to the word of God, you'll know. And you won't waver with it. You won't sit there and agree with it. You won't be able to move because your foundation is sure in God. And you'll sit there knowing that that's no. You, you'll know yay and you'll, you'll know how to say yay and nay. You won't just amen to everything even though you know it's not right because you can begin to rightly divide the word of truth. Because before you went, you allowed God to build your foundation. You allowed God to empty out the distractions in your life. You allowed God to purify your mind so you're able to stand when you're out there. So when you say, God, send me, check to make sure that you're ready to go because he don't want you to fail. He don't want us to get out there and be distracted. When we look at 1 Kings 19, and Elijah, God had told Elisha that he would present himself by passing by Elijah. And the prophet wanted to hear the voice of God, and he got excited. He was like, oh, I'm going to be able to be in the presence of God, and, and we all would love to do that. And he went to the mountain, and there was a strong wind powerful, strong wind that came, and he was looking for God's voice in that. And there was, no, 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 not there. Then there was an earthquake, and he listened for the voice of God because he's, he's looking for this oomph, this power, this roar. Nope, not there. Then there was a blazing fire. He, oh, yeah, surely it's got to be this one. You'll talk to me through the fire. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't there either. Now, once we began this journey and we were in zeal to hear from God and we wanted to know the God we were serving and you couldn't shut us up about God, what happened? Because we kept trying to hear the voice and we didn't know how to hear it. So it just got weaker. We got weaker, weaker. So now we said, I'll just hear it through this or through that. And the distractions began to build, and our head began to get cluttered with stuff, whereas when we first got saved, it was a free mind because we were excited about the Word of God. How are we looking for the voice of God? Because if we don't know how to listen for the voice of God, we will be discouraged, we will be disappointed, and we will follow behind false teachers looking for the word of God, looking and trying to hear the voice of God. But we need to stop. We need to stop and begin to communicate with our Holy Spirit because we, we have to understand that God is a, is a still, small voice. And it was when he sat down in a quiet place, that is where he heard the voice of God and was in the presence of God. Where are we searching to hear? Where are we searching to be in the presence of God? Do we have a time or room or something set aside just for God as his meeting place with us? Do we communicate with him in, in our holy language? 
what are we doing to hear the voice of God? Are we trying to go to a room filled with people and say, surely this is it? And we don't spend that quiet time with God. What are we doing in order to hear? How are we grooming ourselves to hear the voice of God? In a quiet place, begin to talk to God. In a quiet place, begin to minister to God. And seek him for his love. Seek him for his word. Seek him for a relationship, not just when we're in trouble, not just when we need something, but on a daily basis if we would just seek him and allow him to respond, then the voice becomes louder and louder and stronger and we build ourselves. If we go to 1 Samuel 3, when God called Samuel, and he called three times, Samuel didn't know the voice yet. He was still grooming. Eli was still grooming him. And Eli said to him, go and lie down. And if he calls you again, say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. There has to be a listening. Even if you're not groomed to hear, there has to be a listening process in order to hear. Communication, talking, listening, speaking, listening. We ha- Somebody has to be listening while the other is talking. So when he's calling you and he's waking you up to pray and you roll over and say, okay, God, not right now, not at 6, I'll do it at 8. And then you wake up at 8 and now you're in a rush and you're like, okay, God, I'm going to pray in the car. But he needed you at that moment to speak to you. It's like when your kids say, mommy, 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 it's at that moment they want to tell you whatever it is that's on their mind because it's so important to them to tell you right then and there. Because if they tell you later, the excitement of it is gone. It's like, oh, it's old now. But God wants to speak now. And he said, go and lie down and say, Lord, speak, for your servant is listening. Not, God, I'm going to tell you everything that I need you to do for me. You know, God, every project that I need you to bless. But your servant is listening. Speak to me, God. And that's a willing vessel, an empty vessel when when you say, speak to me. That means whatever is going on in my life is not important right now because I need to hear what you have to say to me. So Samuel was was willing to listen to the voice of God. The Bible lets us know in Matthew 10 that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. But then if you talk to people, we have a lot of workers, but it looks like the harvest is running out. Because we all say we're ready to go. All I need is God to tell me, build me, get me that platform together, and I will speak his word. But do you know his voice? Because you can't speak his word and not know his voice. Because what are you speaking if you don't know his voice? Because whatever you speak has to be of him, through him, 
and it comes out through you to God's people. So that means you have to spend the time and build your foundation with God. That when you hear him speaking to you in your private time, you can trust him to speak to you in the public. Because he groomed Samuel before he sent him out. And that's why he was one of those great prophets. Because Samuel had to go through the process of being groomed and listening and learning the voice of God. So when God spoke and Samuel didn't bite his tongue, but he said, this is what God has said, this is what's going to happen, and he moved on. He kept it moving. We should desire that type of communication with God, that when he speaks, we have that built relationship to know that it's God speaking to us. So the harvest needs to be plentiful with God listening, God-fearing people, not those who are just eager to get out there, not those who just want a platform, but those who actually want to fulfill the purpose and the plans of God. And how do you know when you listen to them if that's what they're doing? By having a relationship with God yourself, by reading the word of God yourself. So now you're confident in what you're hearing, and you're, you're enjoying the message because you know that the word of God is true. When Jesus begins to call his disciples, come and follow me, and they begin to go. And for those who said, I got to go and bury, he said, let the, let the dead bury the dead. But, God, but Jesus wanted to keep it moving. Because he had a limited time, he needed to fulfill everything, and it was going to be fulfilled no matter what. So we have to have that same vision, that, God, you've told me what I need to be doing, but now what's the process of me doing those things? We have to pray that that we get the revelation. We have to understand the cost of following Jesus. We have to understand our foundation with him because he lets us know that persecution will come. But we're only looking at the glamorous side of it. But Jesus' blood was shed for us to give us a chance and a redemption. So when we say, I'll take up the cross and I will follow you, Jesus, what we're saying to him is, I'm going to listen to whatever you tell me to do. Because you're the head of my life. You're the one that see all and know all. You're you're my operations manual. I have to come to you to know how to operate me. Because I don't know how to operate me. So before I can go and operate anyone else in this world, I need to learn how to operate me first. And the way that I do that is by listening to your spirit, Jesus. And that's how I begin to follow you. So we have to complete whatever process it is that God wants us to complete, and we have to understand that cost. Because once we're empty, then the the cost doesn't matter to us because our focus is completing the task. Our focus is not on what if something this happens or that happens during the race. Our focus is completing the task as it was for Jesus. Jesus' focus was to get to the end 
so that we may be saved and have an opportunity to that salvation. So now what is our aim? Where are we going with this? When we say, send me, I'll go. I want to be a part of the the laborers in the harvest. But the harvest changes every season to where it's more corrupt. There's no no one listening. So if your foundation is not strong, then you go back instead of forward. Listen to the voice of God. Listen to what he has for us to do. Begin to follow him. Learn his ways. Learn who he is. Allow God to anoint what he's doing. Allow God to show us the process and write it down daily, what God is speaking to you. Keep it so that you may go over it and understand what he's saying to you so that when he sends you out, you're fully ready for this. You're fully ready for what God has for you. And when we begin to hear the voice of God in the distress, in the confusion, in depression, in whatever is going on in our life, we can stand firm and know that God, like he said, he would never leave us, nor will he forsake us. So therefore we know that God is our refuge in the time of trouble. For the Bible lets us know in Romans 8, For as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So are we being led by the Spirit of God? Not by the flesh, not by emotions, not by the circumstances, but is the Spirit of God leading you? to do what you're doing. Because once God leads you to do it, it's all him on the road. And each way on the road you're asking, what else is there? What else can I do? Because that which is born of flesh is flesh in John 3, 6. And that which is born of spirit is spirit. We are spirit beings in a flesh. So we communicate with God in our spirit. And then our spirit man begins to grow. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us. He allows God to know what our what our spirit man is saying to him. And then he responds back to us in our spirit. And we grow. We get our answers. And we move forward in God. When we begin to hear the word of God, we need to know his voice. We need not harden our hearts, harden our hearts towards anything God is saying because sometimes it may not agree with what we wanted him to say. But one thing we need to be assured of is that whatever answer he gives us, it's according to his will, not according to yours. So when you think your idea is better than God's idea, he will allow you to know that his idea is according to his destiny for you. Your idea is according to what you see and what your own human mind can put together. But when you have God, who is a spirit that lives in us, directing us, he's going to make sure that whatever the plan is, you won't fail. 
whatever the plan is, you will prosper in it because you've allowed him to lead you. The Bible says, I will put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all his works. So as you grow in God, you're constantly telling people that you meet how you're growing in God, how his favor is upon your life. You don't even have to pray for favor. Because you're in divine order, your favor will just come. The doors will just open because he will line people up that's already a part of your destiny. So you just walk through in prayer knowing that God has orchestrated everything that you're going through right now. And and and, and he's, you're focused on God. And you're allowing him to take you step by step so that I may declare all thy works because I put my trust in the Lord. What are we trusting today? What are we following today? What are we hearing today? Is it in the spirit realm that we're hearing it? Or is it in the natural realm that we're hearing it? Because we can pretty much tell which is which. And we'll know that the Spirit of God is speaking through his spirit. He's not a something told me, but it's actually his spirit that's speaking through to us and allowing us to know which way we need to go. He will redeem us from whatever is going on in our lives. He will take the confusion away. He will be that lamp to us. Just begin to pray and allow the scriptures to be fulfilled in your life. Allow the scriptures to begin to come alive in your life. The word of God goes in you by you reading it, getting a revelation, and then it comes out. The way that God gave it to you is the way that it comes out. It comes out with truth. It comes out with power. It comes out with understanding. It comes out with revelation. You don't have to add or take away anything from the word of God because when he speaks to you, what he tells you to say, he's already anointed it. He's already directed it to go to where it needed to go. He's already did everything that needs to be done. So you don't have to add any more oomph to the word of God because he's already done it. Because when you hear the word of God, there's an excitement that your spirit man gets because he's growing, you're gaining more knowledge, your faith grows by the word of God and by learning the voice of God. So now you can believe God for miracle signs and wonders because your man, your inner man, your spiritual man is growing. So now there's no limit to what God can do when you, when you begin to say nothing is impossible for God. Now you understand what that really means in your spirit man. Because at first you may have only understood it in your natural man. Okay, nothing's too impossible. Nothing's too hard for God. Okay, okay, he's God. So, yeah, yeah, I can understand that. I could see that. But it's when your spirit man grabs hold to that and you allow the Holy Spirit to give you revelation of what that really means and that your spirit connects with the Holy Spirit, and you begin to say, okay, nothing is impossible. So when I pray, and it's in line with the word of God, it will happen. So when the enemy comes against you, and you let's say you've fallen ill or something has happened, 
that's not lining up with the word of God. You can stand by faith and say to the devil, get thee behind me, Satan, because God's promises for my life are true. And no matter what it looks like, I'm going to stand on the word of God. And every time a negative thought comes in your mind, every time somebody says something negative to you, you can yet stand on your foundation. You don't have to go home crying. You don't have to go home saying, but God, all you'll do after you leave the presence of the negativity is you'll be able to go in prayer and thank God for your strength in his spirit. You don't even have to go into your prayer time crying anymore. You don't have to go into your prayer time wondering why anymore because now you can go into your prayer time and immediately you've already perfected your worship. You've already perfected your listening. So where now your foundation and your faith is strong enough that you know that the impossible is possible and that you know that the one who has promised is able to perform it. God lacks nothing to perform any miracles in our lives. If we need a miracle, we need to get our faith up to that miracle, and that's by reading the Word of God, fasting and praying, and spending time to hear the voice of God tell you, I got you. But if we don't do that, our faith is weak, the voice is faint, and we get discouraged, and we don't know which way to go. We're saying, oh, one day maybe God will heal me. Oh, then the next day we're saying we don't know. I mean, we're like in and out. We believe one day, we don't believe the next day. But when you know the voice of God and you, you perfected it in your prayer time, no matter what happens, you could have a pain that's sharper than anything, and you'll begin to rebuke the devil and say, nope, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. The blood has healed me. And if death begins to come into your room or into your, your, your atmosphere, you can begin to rebuke death. And because your faith believes that it's impossible. Your faith believes that whatever God does, he can do it. That whatever seems to be impossible, God is the one to make it possible. So when God begins to allow us to grow, when we begin to allow God to minister to us, whatever our flesh is saying is impossible, God is saying it's possible. I had to try to figure out where I messed that one up. But your your flesh is the one saying it's impossible. The doctors have said it's over. And then you go to God and you begin to build up your faith, you can say to him, but I know that you are a God of possibilities. I know that you are a God that heals. And your faith will continue to grow through that. So we have to study the word of God. We have to believe that his word is a lamp unto our feet, that there is no darkness in God, that we need him. And that we shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, Matthew 4, 4. We have to understand that. We live by every word that God has spoken. That's what we live by. So whatever is going on in our life, 
we grab hold to the word of God. And we say, but God, this is what your word says. You told me don't be afraid. You told me you would shield me. You told me you would never leave me nor forsake me. You told me that you would send a comforter. God, I need you right now to come into my life and speak to me. And I'm reading the word of truth. I'm reading your word, God, and I'm holding fast to what you've said. And God will come in, and you will feel his presence. And a peace will come over you because he will answer you when you cry out to him. He will answer you. He has answered you. Even when we feel like he hasn't answered us, he has answered. We just need to get the distractions out of our life. We need to focus on our prayer time with him, making sure that our prayers are about him and not about us, making sure that we're not asking him to bless our own, but to bless his destiny for us, and that we're not constantly in fear, being distracted, being discouraged, because we need to rebuke all of that and stand firm on what his word has promised us. So as we we recap on this, we realize that the most important thing is the word of God. The most important thing that we need to do is to hear the Holy Spirit, communicate with the Holy Spirit if we want to get an answer from our Lord and Savior. If we want to get rid of any distractions in our life, if we want healing, we must communicate daily with God. We must grow in God. If we want signs, wonders, and miracles, that takes communication with God. That takes a strong foundation in God. That takes knowing his promises. What are we hearing today when we want God to send us and we'll go? When we're saying to God, use me. When we're saying to God, I'll be there. To wherever you want me to go, I'll go. Are we assured of our foundation? of what we're asking God for, because he doesn't want us to waver. He doesn't want us to straddle the fence. He wants us sure in our foundation. He wants us to go through the process of purging the refiner's fire. He wants us to, to communicate. He wants self out of the way, so he wants us empty. So when we sing the song, I Surrender All, We really do have to surrender it all to him if we're going to be sent out. If we're going to be commissioned to go out. We need to know the voice of God and we need to make it stronger daily. Daily we have to make it stronger. Not in and out. But we have to communicate with God. It's between you and God as to the time frame. But it is important to have that daily communication with God, the same as we do with our job, the same as we do with our children. He wants that time as well. Just set aside some time for him and say, God, I want to hear 
I want to hear from you today. What is your direction? And, of course, we know that the best time is before we leave the house because we have that peace before we leave. And then when we are on our way to bed, to thank him for the day, and we we have that peace while we're sleeping. So the Holy Spirit, our comforter, our teacher, and our guide. So we want to pray before we close that God... We will listen to you, that God, we surrender to you, and we truly empty ourselves. You know that song says, I give myself away so you can use me? It doesn't say anything about us. It says, I give myself away. Not my, I, don't, I don't put my thoughts into it. I don't try to tell you what I think I should be doing, but I give myself away. And once I give myself away, now you can use me. So that song is letting us know that he really can't use us until we give ourselves away because there's too many other things that's distracting us from giving ourselves away. That's what he wants to deal with before he can use us. So we have to hear the voice of God. So, Father, we thank you right now. Father, we ask you right now to just come into our lives and our hearts. Save us right now, O God. We repent of our sins, wash us clean. Lord, we want to live for you. We want to live according to the word. Purge us with your blood. We want to be saved, God. We want to see you when you come back. And we want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Father, right now we rebuke all self-deception that we've caused in our own life that has distracted us. Father, we cast out unforgiveness. Father, our own self-will, we cast it out right now in the name of Jesus. Any insecurities we have for emptying ourselves, O oh God, that we may feel like we've lost control of our life. But it's not our life that you want. It's our spirit man connecting to you. Because once we connect to you, God, nothing else will matter to us anyway. So if we can allow ourselves to spiritually be connected to you and empty ourselves spiritually, then the natural man will follow. But if we try to do it through our natural man, God, then we fail. So right now, God, we rebuke that right now in the name of Jesus. Any insecurities we have of giving ourselves over to you, we plead the blood right now over our mind that's distracting us, over our our atmosphere and our environment that's discouraging us from doing that, And, Father, we surrender to your spirit right now. We want you in our life, God. We want to be refined by you, God. We want to be directed and used by you, O God. So right now, O God, we rebuke the spirit of fear, spirit of fear that hinders us from even asking, even dedicating ourselves to you, God. We rebuke that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Any passive spirit that says, I'll do it tomorrow, Father, we want to be saved right now. We want to plead the blood right now. We want to take authority right now in the name of Jesus. God, depression, we cast it out right now, oh God, because depression will keep us from following you. Depression will keep us to the point where we don't even trust you because we feel like you won't be there for us, oh God. So right now we know that's not of your spirit. We know that's not what the Holy Spirit is telling us. So we rebuke that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we will trust you 
We will follow you, and we will listen to you. Any spirit of confusion, it's got to go. We cast it out right now in the name of Jesus. Devil, you have to flee right now in Jesus' name because we are not confused concerning the word of God. We are not confused about listening to the Holy Spirit. We are not confused about what time we should pray, what time we should worship. We are not confused, God, about what you're telling us as far as our job, our finances, our health is concerned. There is no more confusion. We rebuke it right now in Jesus' name, and we take authority over it because, God, you're going to give us revelation. You're going to give us understanding. And you're going to reveal things to us that we did not know because you told us to call unto you and you will show us things that we do not know. So, God, we're asking you to reveal those things to us, oh, God. So we rebuke confusion right now in the name of Jesus. And, Father, if we're sick and the enemy has told us we're dying to just write it off, we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. We will not take hold of that anymore. We rebuke it out of our mind. The spirit of death, you have to go now in Jesus' name. I cast you into outer darkness. You will not take over my home. You will not take over my bedroom. You will not take over my spirit because I believe what the word of God says is true, that I shall live and not die, and that by his stripes I am healed, and I will confess it every day until I see the manifestation because God is the God that can make things happen. So right now, I rebuke the spirit that's telling me that I shall die, and I receive the spirit that's telling me I shall live. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood over over everything in the atmosphere where I stand, where I live, and I claim the authority of Jesus that I will be prosperous, that I will, will hear the voice of God, and that I will get revelation. I will keep my mind clear and Meditate on the word of God so that any confusion that comes into my life, any self-deception, any self-will, any selfishness, any insecurities, any fear, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus because the word does not tell me that I should hold to any of those things but that I should focus on his word because his word is true and that he's a lamp and there's no darkness in God. I'm going to hold on to it every day. Every day I will repeat those words. Every day I will tell myself that God is with me and that he will never leave me. And as my spirit man begins to grow, I will begin to grow to know that God has kept his word in my life, that God will never leave me nor forsake me. And I thank him right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit. 